0: Chapter 10, verse 31. Whether therefore you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, do it all unto the glory of God. Who don't like that? Mic drop. Welcome. It's a blessing to be with you for another edition of Faith Family Fantasy Football. I'm the Holy Handicapper, and as always, I will be the host of this podcast. These next two weeks are big draft weeks, I know that, especially the weekends. The countdown to 2020 NFL season is underway Couple more, less than a couple weeks, actually 12 more days. Uh, there has been a report that several big-name players are considering sitting out in protest week one. I'll do my best to keep you up to date. Just as a reminder, please follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. At Holy Handicapper, that's H-O-L-I-H-A-N-D-I-C-A-P-P-E-R. Listen, subscribe, and review our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. For those who are not involved in social media, you can call and leave a message at 770-744-4075 or text me at that same number. My email is holyhandicapper at faith. FamilyFantasyFootball.com You all have done a very good job at picking up where you left off listening to the podcast after our hiatus last year. But we need more participation in our social media sites, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat, and get your comments and questions and feedback so we can make this podcast more interactive. I will occasionally post questions on those sites, answer questions, and check it as often as possible to make it worth your time. Our lineup for this week is our lifeline, which is which we'll be continuing, examining a Bible verse at a time of God's plan for us on how to have a personal relationship with Him and to know for certain if you will be going to heaven someday. Then we will talk about holy handicappers, under- and overvalued players, sleepers, and a deeper look into one of my drafts as an analysis. We may discuss a little bit of ranking strategies also. As an update to my prayer request last week, I have reached out to the individual I mentioned on multiple social media platforms but have not heard anything back, unfortunately. I did contact a strong and faithful believer who is a life coach and has had struggles of his own in the distant past. I am also trying to get biblical counseling leads from the church I attend. So when this person does respond, they will have some avenues of help. Don't be deceived. Our enemy knows where to derail us Uh, to try to render us ineffective but thanks be to God through Jesus Christ we can have victory over temptation through him our lifeline for this week will be from the book of Romans the sixth chapter the 23rd verse last podcast we discovered our prognosis for our sin and going our own way and acting like we are gods of our own lives is death not the kind of prognosis that you ever want to hear we read, last, uh, we read the first part of this week's lifeline last week, Romans 6.23a. The wages of sin is death. But we left off there. I really hated to leave like that. My wife was concerned I stopped there. Today we get to talk about the cure. Yes, there is a cure. The rest of the verse reads, But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I'm going to... To let my Baptocostal out here for a few uh, for a few moments, hallelujah thank you Jesus, praise the Lord. sorry for that, I had to get it out um reminds me of a story of uh of a pastor at a um very uh white collar uh liturgical traditional church had a visitor come in and got very excited and was very loud all through the uh a sermon expressing themselves and one of the one of the members of the church come up after church and said that that person's crazy we need to do something about this um need to talk to that person before they come back again and the pastor answered and said to them no that person is not crazy they just love jesus and appreciate him a little more than the rest of us i think maybe our congregation is who i need to speak with I'm sorry, it just doesn't get much better than that for lost and dying people trapped in the wages of sin, which according to the scripture verses we looked at uh, over the last few weeks, is all of us without exception. Romans 6.23, the whole verse reads, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. When does a gift become yours? Is it when someone thinks of you? Is it when someone makes an investment and buys it for you? Is it when they wrap it with care, thinking of you? Is it when they tell you they have a gift for you? Is it when they present it to you? Well, to tell the truth, all of these are elements that go into uh, gifts, but it's not yours until you receive it and take possession of it and make it your own. God's gift is is no different. It is a gift that is free for us, but cost him everything. And next week we will talk about what our free gift cost God. Before we talk about how to receive it, before we move on to our football content, I want to wrap up our uh, question last week uh, that we had to lighten things up a little bit. Uh, the question was, who in your family has the COVID restrictions affected the most, and why? I really do appreciate those that that uh, answered. I don't think I really asked that question real well. I was looking basically not who it affected physically, but who it affected uh, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. So um, I brought this up because people are handling this pandemic in different ways. Some unhealthy ways that people are expressing their feelings about being so restricted are anger, anxiousness, indifference, cavalier, depression, Grief, denial, and so on. I say unhealthy not because these things aren't part of the natural process of learning to cope with something you didn't sign up for, but because many of us are getting stuck in there, or uh, getting stuck there. Uh, be vigilant to observe the actions of your family and friends during this unprecedented time. I hate that word, and I promised myself I was never going to use it, but I didn't know what else to to say there. Uh, Be a good listener, truly take the time to understand, be an encouragement, Remind remind yourself and your family that we need to put our trust in God, not a vaccine. Get your hope and encourage others to get their hope from scripture and prayer, not Fox News, CNN, and social media. When we do this, we free ourselves, our family, and our friends to be who God made them to be. Well, let's move on to some fantasy football content. I'm going to change things up a little bit from my stated lifeline. I'm actually going to start off this week with injury updates. Uh, Being that people are going to be drafting and there's a lot of, not a lot, but there's a good bit of news out there on injuries. So uh, I just want to touch on those a little bit. So we'll we'll go uh, team by team here and uh, see what we have as far as uh, injuries in the NFL. Um, The first the first NFL, uh, the first injury I see of significance is Buffalo Bill's Stephon Diggs is questionable. It uh, says that Diggs will miss thir- uh, miss Thursday's practice while tending to soreness in his lower back. There's been some reports that he's been having some lower back issues. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be a problem. I don't know if this drop, drops his draft stock. But it's something you just might want to uh, keep an eye on a little bit. Our next injury is David Montgomery of the Chicago Bears. Uh, Montgomery... Did something to his groin and is is expected to be out for two to four weeks. Uh, Giving him a shot possibly to be ready for week one. But uh, that would mean if he's not ready for week one, Tariq Cohen would get a a big jump. So that may uh, increase his stock a little bit in your draft. Uh, Montgomery, you might be a little concerned about him. I don't know. I was really um, looking forward to seeing what he can do this year. I think he's going to have a bigger role and, and have a better season. I just hope this isn't a nagging injury for him. Uh, also with the Bears, Allen Robinson, wide receiver. Uh, it's, they're not concerned about it. They just said he tweaked his ankle, uh, pulled him out of practice. Uh, they said they're not real concerned about it. Uh, I see here Joe Mixon, head. Uh, I guess he's been having some migraines. You know, this might be something to monitor. He's gone pretty early in a lot of drafts. Uh, I'm not real, real, real high on him as, as a lot of other people are. But migraines can be debilitating, and uh, there's ways to treat it, and hopefully he'll get some treatment. He'll be fine. Something you might just want to monitor. Uh, John Ross uh, the second was limited in practice with an arm issue that he suffered earlier in the week. Uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal. They're not making a big deal out of it, so uh, he's not high on people's draft lists anyhow, but you just may want to uh, just keep an eye on him if it's someone that you're interested in. Uh, Cleveland, I don't see anybody on Cleveland of note. Dallas, not, I don't see anyone of, of note there. Denver, the same. Uh, Detroit, same thing, nothing of real note there. Green Bay, I don't see anything of note there either. Not Houston. Indianapolis, um, um, don't see anything really of note. That's fantasy significant anyhow. Um, Kansas City. Uh, Tariq Hill, uh, he tweaked a hamstring but returned to practice. So I don't know if that concerns you a little bit or not. I, I don't I, I don't seem real concerned about it, but uh, hamstrings, uh, they scare me, uh, especially for receivers, especially for a guy that uh, is, uh speed is his, his best attribute. Uh, also at Kansas City, Sammy Watkins uh, has a groin issue that he's dealing with. Uh, that um, he wasn't present at Friday's practice. Uh, They didn't say anything. We haven't heard any reports how significant it is, but that just concerns me. Uh, You know, Sammy could be a sleeper if he is healthy, but um, it looks like he's following the trend that he's followed most of his career, and he's going to be banged up and in and out most of the season. Uh, Some people like Sammy Watkins this year. I won't have any shares of him. Uh, He's already present with injuries. That concerns me uh Las Vegas Raiders oh, that sounds so weird to say um anyhow uh Terrell Williams um is questionable uh Williams recently sustained a torn labrum in his shoulder uh but the whiteout intends to uh, p- uh put off the rehab and play through the injury so I don't think anyone's really that high on draft and many i just mentioned him in case someone was uh <clears throat> Mike Williams of the uh Los Angeles Chargers uh he's got He's, listed as questionable, uh, expected to be out two to four weeks due to a sprained shoulder. So that puts him somewhere around the start of the season. Problem here is there's really nobody that, that's going to, receiver-wise, that's going to eat up those targets that he'd have taken. Now that might, uh, that might raise up Hunter Henry's value a little bit. Uh, that also uh, may raise the, the value of uh, running back there. Eckler might get more uh, looks than, than he usually does. He gets pretty many already, but he might even get more. So uh, just monitor that, see how that is. Uh, be careful if you're drafting Mike Williams. Realize that he may be out. Looks like he may be out for week one. Uh, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Darrell Henderson is uh, questionable with a hamstring. A lot of hammies. I don't know if it has to do with this um, hammy and lower body injuries. I don't know if it has to do with you know these players not being able to really have – preseason and and OTAs and uh, mini camp and camp. And uh, I don't know, but it seems like there's a lot of lower body injuries this year. Uh, So anyhow, Darrell Henderson hamstring uh, was spotted doing some work on the, on the sidelines Wednesday, but um, with members of the training staff, uh, but I I don't know. Keep an eye on that. Uh, Malcolm Brown looks like he probably bypassed him anyhow in the, uh, in the um, depth chart. Regardless of this injury, uh, I like Darrell Henderson. I think he's a talent. I'm not sure why Brown had uh, had moved up ahead of him, but it it may be that uh, he's been dealing with this injury for a while. I'm not sure. Uh, monitor that if you're a, a Henderson fan and want to and are thinking about taking Henderson. Uh, don't see anything with Miami, Minnesota, uh, New England. I don't know if this is of any significance or not, but Jarrett Stidham. Uh coach says that there is a um that there is actually a competition there for starting QB. I you don't think they'd have brought Cam in and paid him that money uh, to sit him on the bench, but uh Belichick said there is a a competition for the for the starting quarterback job. Um I I guess he's he's dealing with a hip issue. He's been managing it. Um he's been practicing, but I guess he's just been hampered by this hip injury. Maybe that will give Cam the the little boost he needs to get the confidence from the coach that that he's looking for. Uh, Lamar Miller, um, they decided to put him on the, uh, the P, uh, PUP, but he's somebody. If you have a stash, if you have a stash place on your bench, he's someone that may uh, rear his head in when you might need him in the middle of the season and towards the end of the season. In and, and New England, is is a guy that may be of of some use to you if you don't want to stash him, uh, just keep an eye on him and see when he's going to come back. Uh, he's might, might be someone you might want to pick up if you're desperate for running back. Uh, new Orleans saints. Don't see anything of note. there. giants. Uh, nothing of note fantasy wise there, the jets. I don't know what's going on with the jets. They have a, <coughs> a quarter of a page of, um, injury list. Um, this team's falling apart in more ways than just on the field. Um, I don't see anything really um, uh, that affects fantasy. So let's go move on to Philadelphia. You know, Philadelphia, Miles Sanders, interesting. He's moved up. Uh, people are really warming up to him. He's moved up to the bottom half of the first round of the draft now. But he is uh, considered week-to-week with an undisclosed lower body injury. I don't like this undisclosed business. I don't know what the rules are during this um this preseason and and during this COVID time where there's no games, uh, it seems like it's a little shady and people are hiding some things. I would find out about miles. Um, I liked him this year also, maybe not as high as everyone else did, but I, I did like him as a guy that that could break out and have a very good season. So, uh, I'll try to keep you up to date on that. You monitor that for yourself. Also, Ash, Ashlaw Jeffrey, uh, is going to be out. Um, uh he's increased his running work they say on the sidelines uh peterson declined to comment <coughs> on the decision to keep if they're going to keep on the pup list or place him on the active roster for the start of the season so if there's a chance he can get on the active roster he might be a stash if if you went running back heavy and a weak at receiver he might be someone i, I look for winch to have a decent year this year he might be somebody if he can stay healthy and on the field uh, he could be uh, a helpful receiver to you. Uh, the Steelers, I uh, don't see anything of note here, uh, except they have a couple offensive linemen, it looks like. Um, uh, their rookie, uh, McFarland, Anthony McFarlane, was put on uh, pr- uh, concussion protocol this week. I think he's already cleared it. Um, yes, yeah, so a couple people mispractice but they also didn't have uh, – any kind of injury status with them so i think they're fine san francisco here's one that concerns me george kittle uh coach cal shanahan relayed friday that test on kittle's hamstring didn't reveal a strain or a pull uh that it was merely just a he's de- merely dealing with a tight hamstring uh boy for a guy that big and that fast that concerns me but i did research that a little bit and they said that that uh you know, being he is so fast and so big that he he starts having some issues, some tightness. He just kind of shuts himself down like a practice and things just to make sure he doesn't pull a hamstring. So uh, it might be a good thing that, that he was listed there because he just kind of pulled himself out before he had an, in, an injury. And everything um, looked uh, tested out as far as the test to be that he's OK. So uh, I wouldn't move him in a draft. I'd take him where you were originally uh, expecting to take him. Um. Debo Samuel, we don't know when he's coming back. Um, there's been some speculation. Again, if you if you have a spot on your uh, roster where you can put an injured guy, he might be someone you may want to consider. He's someone that could really help out in the middle towards the end of the year. Uh, he was really breaking out last year. Um, they don't they don't have the greatest receivers there. He would be a lot of help when he gets back uh Brandon Ayuk the 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 rookie uh the rookie yeah the rookie there uh is is week to week uh due to a mild left hamstring strain all these hamstrings are crazy so it's a mild strain uh I don't know if he got tests or not or if, uh I would think I would think he would if they got kiddo a test I don't know why they don't say more about Ayuk if they got a test or not I didn't see anything about him getting a test but uh he's got a hamstring strain so he's listed as questionable So uh, if he's one of your sleepers, uh, you might want to check his status before you pull the trigger on him. Uh, Seattle, I don't see anything of uh, real note there. Um, Tampa Bay, Ronald Jones, questionable. Uh, Jones hurt his left foot during Friday's practice, but Coach Arians didn't think there's anything serious, so hopefully it's just, uh, you know, he just kind of one of those – Kind of one of those veteran moves, you know. Hey, uh, I've had enough today. I'm done for the day. So, I like Jones as a sleeper this year. Uh, whoever ends up that lead back in Tampa could really do could really do well. Um, so we'll see uh, what happens there. Tennessee, uh, AJ Brown. I hate this designation. Questionable. Uh, undisclosed. Didn't finish practice Friday, but appeared to be okay. As he left the field. So um, I think he's fine. That sounds like he's just fine. He just left early. I'm not sure why. But it looks like he's uh, drafting where you uh, were usually expecting to draft him. Uh, Darrington Evans has an undisclosed injury. Uh, He's been having some problems. He was one of my sleepers, and I think he still may be. But uh, he's been having some issues with fumbles in practice. Uh, Boy, fumbling and then also... uh, uh, not finishing practice is not going to help him endear himself to his coach and get him uh, get him playing time or move him up in the uh, in the um, roster depth charts. Uh, so the so Washington Redskins, uh, I mean Washington team, weird, really strange. Uh, Washington team, um, don't see anything of note there. So uh, we will move on now to over- and undervalued players. The first overvalued player I have listed here is Leonard Fournette. You know, I actually have him re- ranked in my uh, top 160 uh, about where the experts have him ranked, for the, where the uh, expert consensus ranking is of the ECR. But um, folks are taking him late second round, uh, and they're also taking him thinking he's going to get pr- to production he might have had last year or the year before. Uh, I think they're going to change into a more of a passing team, Jacksonville. And uh, they have Chris Thompson there now, and they have some uh, pass weapons. So I think he's going to get less passes, uh, less carries. Uh, I just I don't think you – know, it, it, we're the expert consensus ranking. Where I have him ranked – He's about where he should be, but folks are taking him pretty early in, in drafts that I see in, in average draft position. Uh, the uh, Singletary, Devin Singletary of Buffalo, uh, again, folks are taking him pretty early. Uh, he has, I think it may be, he may end up being, even though he's listed as a starter, he might be the complimentary to Zach Moss. Zach Moss has a lot of talent. I see uh, very soon, very quickly into the season uh, that uh, Moss takes over that lead role and Singletary's a complimentary back and folks are taking him as their second back. I think they might be disappointed. Uh, Chris Carson, uh, he's a guy, I like his heart. I like the way he plays. Uh, He just plays too big and uh, too hard. Um, I don't know if that's such a thing, but as you get older, that's tough for a running back. And um <clears throat> doesn't have much competition right now. Uh Penny on the PUP and and uh but um I don't know, I just I, I really I, I people are taking him pretty early. I see him again, a guy that's going like in the second round. Uh I you know, in a lot of drafts, I don't I don't see it. Even though his average draft position is four or five right now, I see him going in the second, early third. Uh, where he's listed is is not too bad, but I do understand that you know when I say this about running backs, uh, you gotta kind of go by feel when I say over and under value because uh a lot of my rankings, I'll have running backs up there pretty high because uh, it seems like there's a premium again this year on taking running backs. so uh, a lot of running backs go in those first couple rounds and in, in my uh, only draft I've done so far this year cause like I told you I like to draft late. Uh, running back's first two rounds were just uh, decimated, and I didn't have any. And um, that, well, I spent a lot of the draft trying to catch up, one of the things I said you should never do. But um, so I can understand that. Just be careful. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is another guy. I see people taking him as a, a clear-cut number two. His average draft position says four seven, but I see in a lot of drafts that uh and, and most of these people that draft early like this are usually more experts uh but uh, i see uh, him going in the second round in a lot of drafts um and uh, as a second back and, and people just kind of uh, thinking he is a set and forget kind of guy he may be i hope he is but marlon mack's still there marlon mack's a good ball player uh and uh he actually might is listed in front of him on the depth charts. Not that that means a whole lot, but um, I imagine with this shortened uh, COVID preseason, uh, no preseason, and uh, no OTAs and, and uh, restricted mini camp, uh, that he may be a little bit behind in some things. So um, I, I wouldn't take him as a seven and forget a number two back. Uh, Mark Ingram is a guy um, that it's I have out there. I, I have him ranked a lot lower i took him higher in the draft that i did uh again because dra- running backs went so quick so like again you gotta put a, a value not only uh, of his talent but then availability so um you've got to uh you've got to be careful with that um i'm um I'm, I'm not huge i think j k dobbins is gonna come in and and uh, uh get some carries and and uh you know, and you still have uh, Edwards there and uh, Justice Hill there also. You know, Justice Hill's a little banged up right now. Uh, Inger's not getting any younger. I think he's gone a little early sometimes in drafts. Um, you can look at my – I have some tiers uh, listed in my rankings. If you go to my uh, website, faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com, click on the blog tab. I have uh, tiers for running backs. Uh, you want to make sure you get these guys in those around in those tiers no matter where they go you know what you do is you check their availability and if you think you're going to go quick you just want to check those tiers and see um where you who you want to take uh when because you may have to take them earlier but don't take them earlier than some other guys in in their same tier these are guys that I dropped to the bottom of their tiers uh Rob Gronkowski tight end Tampa Bay that sounds so weird um he uh I was looking for news for him, and I was looking in New England. I was like, "Where is? Why don't they have any news on Gronk?" I'm like, "Oh, that's right. he's not in New England, dummy." Um, Gronk. Uh, I, it, people are really taking him. I see. I see him going as the like, as the fifth, sixth um, <coughs> uh, tight end in, in uh, some drafts recently. And uh, I think if you think you're getting a uh, uh, a, a tight end that's going to be a set and forget, uh, you're going to be uh you're gonna be sad um you know he has Howard behind him and and uh uh he's got a there's, there's a cast of, of people gonna be catching catching passes there he may get some touchdowns he may be pretty good in a standard league in a PPR league uh he is not one of my uh favorite picks for sure I forgot to mention that uh Tampa Bay also has uh Cameron brake there so they're gonna be splitting between three tight ends and a lot of different weapons so Uh, he's a concern for me where he's being drafted. Um, Darren Waller, tight end, uh, Las Vegas. Boy, he started off like wildfire last year, and and I picked him up as a free agent, actually, and he helped me win some games the first part of the season. He almost lost it for me uh, second part of the season, but uh, I I hung on, had enough depth that I I was okay at tight end. But um, I am not um, real thrilled with Waller this year at least not as as thrilled as everyone else is not only did Waller struggle uh, the second part of last year but also uh they brought on Jason Witten and Jason Witten will vulture some touchdowns I know he's old and and uh but he he got in the end zone uh, last year and he'll probably do it again this year so uh I am not in love with Darren Waller the way a lot of folks are I don't think he's the number four or five tight end as a lot of people are ranking him uh David Johnson Running back of the Houston <clears throat> Texans. Um, I, I just, he's still fairly young. I think he's 27, 28 years old, but he's got a lot of tread life on his tires and a lot of wear and tear on his body. Uh, I, I am not in love with him. I know he only has Duke Johnson to contend with, but Duke will take some, uh, some receptions if he can stay healthy. If he can't stay healthy, I guess David Johnson could be like Adrian Peterson was last year. Uh, you know usable as a number three if in a pinch but uh a lot of people are taking them as their as their number two and and not worrying about it uh and then just taking some sleepers later and hoping for the best That uh, that's would not be would not be my strategy so moving on to uh undervalued players uh, i have uh james Conner at the top of my list i have him ranked uh mid second or late second round um his average draft position is is uh, mid third round uh James Conner in my opinion could be a could be a league winner for you this year if he stays healthy uh that's the that's the thing with Conner again like Chris Carson he plays big uh and and plays hard and uh it's commendable but it doesn't doesn't bode well for the longevity of a of a back next we have DJ Chark in uh Jacksonville I really like DJ Chark Um, He has an average draft position in the sixth round. I have him in the third round. I actually have him in a tier of wide receivers, uh, the third tier. I have a material wide receivers with uh, with Robinson, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, Robert Woods, and Juju Schuster. And I have him at the top of that tier. So uh, I really like DJ Chark. Again, a guy I think that could be a uh, league winner for you. That's why I look in undervalued players. Uh, Next, I got Tyler Lockett. Um, of the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, His average draft position is uh, about the mid-sixth round, and I have Tyler Lockett somewhere. Let me see where I have him listed at. I have him listed in the uh, third round, uh, mid-third round. Uh, A guy I really like. I don't know if he'd be a league winner for you. Could be if he stayed healthy. I don't trust that. But I think he is a value where he's being taken at for sure. Um, next we have um, uh, Terry McLaren, Washington. Again, another guy listed right around where Lockett is. Uh, let me see where I have these guys in my tiers. Um, okay, I've got uh, T- Terry McLaren in my fourth tier. I actually have... Tyler Lockett also in that fourth tier, so I got them about the same place, and I got them going a, a couple rounds earlier than average draft position. Those are two guys that I really like, that I think can be uh, set them and uh, forget them second receivers. Um, and and you get them you get them at a value. You don't have to take them where I've ranked at, but uh, you can get them at a you can get at a good value. Next, they have Marquise Brown, another guy that I really like. Uh, he he is ranked in the um, Beginning of the 8th round. I have him gone in the middle of the 6th round. Uh, I have him in a tier with uh, receivers like Cortland Sutton, uh, Julian Edelman, Stephon Diggs, Marquise Brown, Devontae Parker, Brandon Cooks, uh, T.Y. Hilton. I have him in that tier. And I had to cool my jets on him a little bit. I had uh, I had him even higher than that. And I'm like, that's crazy to rank him that high uh, when his average draft position is so low. I don't want to get people to take him so early uh that he loses his value so I dropped him down to that mid-six round uh I, I really like him he's a guy I think if uh Lamar can continue to progress which I, I don't know I kind of have my doubts about him that um about his throwing ability uh and how, how they might stop his uh run more this year and um a- anyhow uh, Marquise Brown, I, I, uh, I like him if, um, if Lamar can continue to progress as a thrower. Next, I have Cortland Sutton. Uh, he is, um, he's gone, uh, average draft position in early seventh round. I have him gone in the fifth round. Um, again, you don't have to take him that early, but I think he's a value, but I think he's a guy that could be a solid number two, a great flex, but a solid number two, um, and he's in that tier, again, with Marquise Brown. This next fella, Devontae Parker, wide receiver in Miami, also is in that same boat, except his average draft position is around later, is, is in, uh, beginning round eight, uh, early round eight. And, uh, again, I like him in, in late fifth round. So uh, two guys that are values. You don't have to take him Again, like I said, where I have a at, but these are guys I think that can be uh, n- number two receivers. uh at best and at worst uh good really good flex players next up, I have Raheem mostert running back of San Francisco. Boy, I love the way he ended a year last year there's a lot of doubters out there about him still, I guess because of the crowd of backfield and the coach's love for Tevin Coleman, but I think the the uh I think the cream will rise to the top, and I think Mostert will have a uh that same extended role that he had at the end of last year and uh will be a value he's uh drafted uh average draft position is in the middle of the uh, or early in the sixth round i have him in the middle of the third round but just remember what i say you know you don't have to take him where i have him listed there because um you know i i just happen to like them there but uh, these guys i believe are undervalued you can get them a little later than what i even would take them and still get a great value for them uh, if you take them too early you lose the value so uh Uh, again when I bring these players up take that all with a grain of salt and again like I said look at the tiers and um as the availability of these positions go by you get the running back availability look at the tiers and uh see what you want to do there and and uh take uh players accordingly his average draft position is uh sixth round tenth pick I have him listed in uh in the fifth round early in the fifth round so uh I think he's a value. I, I boy, that, that uh, starting running back in Tampa Bay is going to have uh, a lot of opportunities. And uh, I really think it should be Ronald Jones. If he can stay healthy, uh, we'll see how that goes. But I, I like Ronald Jones, his stock has rose so much in the last month. Uh, just, just a week and a half ago, he was at eight something, uh, average draft position. And the experts are starting to catch up with me. They must be looking at my rankings, I guess, and they're moving him up accordingly, but um, anyhow, he is—he uh, is a value. Next up, we have James White, running back, New England Patriots. Uh, his average draft position uh, is eight, three. Uh, I have him listed in the middle of the sixth round, uh, six five, and I—I um, I, I like it. I don't know what—I'm not sure what else they're going to do. Uh, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to outproduce his draft position. Uh and and this is a guy that's gonna keep moving up also. Uh I have noticed that that a lot of these I guess we're getting more and more drafts. These so average draft positions keep moving and skyrocketing on me and I'll try to keep up with the best I can, but uh need to keep up with that with yourselves also. Uh the next fella I have up here is Cam Newton. Uh, I need to check his value real quick. Cam's value has actually dropped recently. It's dropped about a round, which surprises me. Uh, I think that Cam could be a, a league winner if he ends up with that starting job and uh, plays a full season. He could be a, a league winner for you. He has a back similar to the skill set of um, McCaffrey, but, uh, of course, not as not as talented uh, overall. But he's uh, a good pass catcher and is how to get open. Uh, is dependable uh, he has El- julian edelman who is uh, mr dependable and is how to get open uh he doesn't have great weapons but he has weapons there that i think can utilize uh his strengths and and what he does well and i think he really could surprise this year next up we have jordan howard uh running back in miami um he's in a good situation i think for himself this year he's got a, a good uh uh, thunder and, and and lightning kind of uh situation with him and brita, but Breda's brittle gets hurt a lot uh Howard can catch the ball I'm getting him as a third back in mock drafts and and uh third back in in my uh draft I've done already and uh his average draft position is uh is almost ninth round late eighth and I have him ranked in, in at the very first pick of the 7th round Uh, This guy could be a second back for you. Definitely a a great third back to have and uh, can be had pretty cheap usually. Um, I like him as uh, – people forget about how productive he's been in his career. It's easy to do because he's not flashy. Next is Julian Edelman, wide receiver of New England Patriots. His average draft position is – in the end of the 8th round I have him list, I have him ranked in the end of the 5th round uh, they have to Cam's going to have to throw it to somebody he, he will throw to James White but I think he'll love having the security of, of Edelman uh, I think that's going to be a, a good security blanket for him just like it was for Brady I, I like Edelman uh, a lot better obviously than average draft position so he is definitely a value won't be a league winner for you but he is a solid number two, uh, number two, lower end number two wide receiver, a uh, flex player, so a uh, good flex player. So uh, he definitely is uh, undervalued. Uh, will Fuller will be our next uh, next player. He is wide receiver of the of Houston Texans. His average draft position is rising, which makes sense. His quarterback, a lot of folks are taking in the. Uh, in the top three to five quarterbacks and he is their number one wide receiver if he can stay healthy that's his big uh his big thing is he can stay healthy if he stays healthy he will definitely outplay his draft position i have him about a round earlier in this in the middle of the seventh round uh will fuller this is a guy i hate to say this this is a guy that could be a league winner if he can stay healthy because he has the talent he does he has the the breakaway ability and uh, has shown he can do it before. Next is Jameson Crowder, wide receiver of the New York Jets. Uh, his average draft position actually has gone up uh, a full round in the last month. Uh, his average draft position right now is eleven oh eight. I have him l- listed in the middle of the of the seventh round, seven oh six. Uh, Crowder is a guy like Julian Edelman. He just is not sexy, but uh, gets a lot of receptions. we are talking about giving him even more this year uh if you're in a PPR fantastic which we're doing our rankings based on 10 team PPR uh I, he is a fantastic value not going to be a league winner but he he could be a, a a good low end number 2 uh a a very good uh flex player fantastic flex player um so He's a guy that you can get a good value for. I wouldn't pay maybe where I have him ranked, but there's got to be somewhere in between where you'd feel comfortable to get him. But he is going to be a value. Um, Hunter Henry is our next one up, uh, the tight end for the Los Angeles Chargers. His average draft position is eleven five. I have him ranked at the end of the seventh round. He um, he's an interesting situation. We talked about it earlier. Uh, Mike Williams has gone into the season banged up, may miss first game of the season um he is uh he's been proven to be uh proven to be dependable and uh uh can score if he gets a chance so uh i'm if he's healthy i like i like Hunter henry uh where we're taking him at i have him as the fourth overall tight end uh a lot of folks i know take him above um, take him uh below uh arts Hayden hurst tyler higby even evan ingram but um, I like Hunter Henry as the fourth tight end behind Kelsey Kittle and Andrews. So I think that uh, Hunter Henry is a good value. Next up, we have Sterling Shepard, wide receiver of the New York Football Giants. He is, uh, his average draft position is 14.05. I have him at 8.06. Uh, I am not sure what's going on here. Uh, he's moved up a, a whole round in the last month. I guess people are thinking Darius Slayton is going to be the primary target there. Him and Evan Ingram. Uh, they still, as far as I can tell, the depth charts have him listed as the number one receiver in New York. I think Danny Dimes uh, definitely takes a, a step up. Old Danny Dimes, friend of the podcast. Check out the pictures uh, on our website. Um, and uh, I, I, uh, I like Shepard. He is a great value where we're getting him at. Uh, I've got him at eight six. He's ranked it at um fourteen oh five. Not gonna be a league winner, but man, he can really help you have a solid team. Uh especially if you go running back heavy and looking for that second receiver. I think he could be a second receiver uh without a problem. I have Sterling Shepherd in the same tier as Will Fuller, Tyler Boyd, uh Jamison Crowder, AJ Green, Jarvis Landry, Darius Slayton, Preston Williams, Deontay Johnson. So uh I I really like uh I really like Shepherd. Um well, I have him ranked 36, uh, so I guess maybe he would not be considered a second receiver, but definitely a solid flex and uh, a good replacement for bye weeks and and uh, I think could really be end up being your number two receiver on your fantasy team. Next up, we have Anthony Miller, wide receiver, Chicago Bears. Uh, he's actually moved up a, uh, a full round uh, in the last month. He is at 1507 now. I have him at nine four. Uh this is a guy that uh that all he does is produce. Uh when he's healthy, uh he's a producer. At that at that uh juncture of the draft, he is a steal. Uh you can get him much later I guess than I would, would uh have him ranked. But uh again, in my rankings I to be fair, I didn't put defenses in here, uh I didn't put kickers in here, but I don't think that matters that much up here. I don't think anyone's gonna take defense and kickers up here. But Anthony Miller, to me, is a value, and I think he's uh, poised to have a uh, good year this year for the Bears. Our friend of the podcast, Nick Foles, is his quarterback. Uh, and Nick Foles, interesting, uh, the, the week that we uh, highlighted him and did his uh, testimony is the week that he got hurt. So uh, we're trying to uh, be delicate mentioning mention of Foles this year. Next up, we have tight end Austin Hooper for the Cleveland Browns. I've heard a lot of good reports about him out of camp. having he's having a great camp. Uh, his average draft position is fourteen oh four. I have him listed as ten seven. Uh, so obviously, I like him more than expert consensus rankings. But you know, I, I value tight ends a little more than they do. I believe, and and uh, so uh, you know, this is a guy I think is a value. It's a guy that could could bring uh, top. Five tight end value to your position and you're getting them as as a, a very late tight end in your draft. I have him as my 11th ranked tight end, but he very easily could finish in the top five uh, with, with what they're saying about him and what his skill set is and how they say they're planning to use him. Next up, we have John Brown, wide receiver, Buffalo Bills. They uh, His ranking right now is uh, 17-2 average draft position. Uh, which means in a 10-team league like we're talking about, he wouldn't even be drafted. I have him at 11-7. Obviously, I like John Brown a lot more than him. Maybe I should have him in a sleeper category. He is a serviceable uh, receiver. Uh, He definitely can be uh, a a, uh, usable uh, chess piece on your team. I have him ranked as my 49th uh, wide receiver or 48th wide receiver in a tier with Mike Williams' Christian Kirk, John Brown, Debo Samuel's. Uh, he definitely is. I uh, definitely would be a uh, a flex play possibility. Uh, he's a guy that actually could be more than that. Uh, he could be a good third receiver. Jeez, uh, actually, he could possibly be a, a second receiver. Dare I say he's got a lot of talent? Uh, I, I I realize he uh, is going to be competing for targets there. And um, there is a uh, reason to think that Stefan Diggs is going to get as many uh, um, receptions as they can get him. But uh, I, I tell you, I, I, John Brown, when he stays healthy, is a very good receiver. And he is a steal way down there as wide receiver depth possible, uh, a possible uh, flex play for you. And uh, I, I, I think he's a steal way down there. I know a lot of people would rather take someone, who has higher upside than maybe a young guy uh but uh I think John Brown has upside if he can stay healthy Our last but not least undervalued player I have is Preston Williams wide receiver Miami Dolphins His average draft position is 1501 up uh, about 2 about 2 rounds uh from from a month ago I have him at uh 1002 I have him in front of of John Brown um I just, you know, he has, he's proven just like John Brown is. And, uh, he has maybe a little more upside to Brown. So I have him ahead of him in the rankings, but, um, either one of those guys would do well, but Preston Williams is someone to keep an eye on that. I think a lot of people are sleeping on and they're just praising him in camp so far. So, uh, great value. So, uh, keep an eye on him and keep him in mind in your drafts. Moving on now quickly to the, um, Holy handicapper sleepers, I've got Chris Herndon, tight end, Chicago. Um, he he uh, he is a talent and he's played some good games and got got dinged up a little bit and didn't play well, but he's healthy. Uh, I I know Fools and and uh, uh, Trubisky, whoever's going to be there is going to be dumping. And uh, I uh, I really like uh, Herndon this year. I think he's a sleeper that people are, are forgetting about. Uh, next up, I have Zach Moss, running back, Buffalo. Uh, We've talked about this uh, briefly already. I don't think uh, Singletary is going to be the main back there for long. I think Moss is going to be the guy. Uh, So he's the the guy I really like out of the rookies, um, him and Pollard. Um, But everyone knows about Pollard. Everyone seems to be sleeping on Zach Moss. Um, Brandon Scott is the next one I have, running back Philadelphia. Uh, Scott, um, he – going to he's going to have uh, an opportunity i think uh sooner than later because already Miles Sanders is dinged up and uh they don't necessarily love him there i think they're trying to figure out how they can not uh, play him last year and uh really got uh, played by by Howard and and uh so i i like uh i like Boston Scott uh next i have Bryce Love running back Washington Uh, man, people forget about what he did in college and, and he was runner up for the Heisman the year before he got hurt there, uh, spent all last year hurt. Uh, he's been looking good there. They need someone to run the ball there. Antonio Gibson is going to be more of a gadget guy. In my opinion, a lot of people are drafting him very high, uh, AP. I think he's going to get some touchdowns and I give going to give him some respect, but Bryce love very well could carve himself out a role and you can get him. The last round, or get him as a free agent. Keep your eye open; uh, he may not get drafted at all. But he's a talent, and if he gets on the field, he's going to do well. Even though they don't have much there to work with in Washington, um, Blake Jarwin, a tight end of Dallas. Um, now that now that my uh, my my buddy from the broadcast booth is gone, um, Jason Witten, uh, he uh, he's Witten's still playing. God bless him. And he is uh, uh, the primary tight end. There's a lot of, lot of targets and touchdowns were abandoned there in, in Dallas. So I think that he can be a guy, even though he's been around a while, he never really had an opportunity playing behind Witten. I think he's a guy that people are sleeping on. You can get very late as a tight end, even in your last round, is where I got him in, our, in, in the draft that I did. And uh, he is a guy that I that I really like there. Um, Darrington Evans, running back Tennessee, I had listed, uh, he's – gotten hurt already and i've heard he's had some fumbling problems so he's not a guy that i'd necessarily draft right now but I'd keep an eye on him uh if something does happen to henry uh he could be uh he could be money in the bank brandon iuk as we talked about wide receiver san francisco he's hurt Um uh, got hurt uh and and uh not sure how severe it is doesn't seem to be real severe but uh he is uh uh, he is a guy that to keep an eye on. He's already got the number two um, wide receiver with CD, with um, with Debo Samuel's out. Got that number two slot locked up already. Uh, keep an eye on him. He he's a, pe- a person that people are sleeping on. If he's healthy, you can get him in his draft late, and uh, he can really help you. Alan Lazard is people as someone that folks are forgetting about. Uh, Rodgers has always had a, a second guy that did, done well. Uh, Alan Lazard is the only one he really is, knows and is comfortable with. Don't know about the changes in the offense, and even if Rodgers is very comfortable with it, didn't look comfortable last year or good last year with the new offense they ran. But uh, Lazard is somebody that um, you can get late again and can help you on your – I mean, very late the last couple of rounds and can help you uh, on your team. Elshon Jeffries, uh, we talked about him on the PUP wide receiver Philadelphia – uh he is a guy that when he's healthy, he's he's very good. He's a top twenty receiver in the league. Um it's just never healthy. But to keep an eye on him on the PUP. Uh if you can slide him on to your uh to your IR and, and not take up a spot, he might be someone you might want to hold on to. Uh next we got Chase Edmonds, running back Arizona. Uh I I, boy, I like his talent. I got him uh late in the draft that I did um Already the the uh, player in front, of Kenyon Drake, who I uh, love his talent, is uh, dinged up a little bit and uh, tends to get dinged up. So uh, I've heard uh, the coach say there that uh, Chase Edmonds isn't every down back and could be a star in this league. So uh, he's the guy that I keep an eye on. And uh, if Drake continues to be brittle, he could be uh, huge this year. Some of you can get late again last couple rounds. Uh, Muhammad Sanu, wide receiver, of New England Patriots. Um, we they got to throw to somebody there. They don't have a whole lot. Of, you know they have stable. They have you know Cam has stable. Uh, Julian Edelman there, and um, he also has up and coming Nikhil Harry, uh, and they have James White there, of course to dump to in the backfield. But they really have no tight end. They may end up using Sanu in kind of a slot, kind of tight end role. And uh he can see some uh he can see some catches. So uh he's somebody you can get very late if you want to, and and uh they're gonna probably most people say they're gonna have the most passes in the league on that team, so uh you could do a lot worse. Next up I have Marquise Veldez Scantling, wide receiver, Green Bay Packers. Someone's gotta catch passes behind uh Adams in, in that offense and uh one of these two guys, Lazard or Scantling, or maybe both of them if they pass a little more, will step up their game. Uh, that he was he was uh, really uh, looked at by Rodgers as a guy he thought that could really help him a couple of years ago and uh, just hasn't panned out yet. But he has the talent. I, I, that guy maybe I wouldn't draft. I just keep an eye on that guy. Uh, next we have Justin Jackson, running back, Los Angeles Chargers. He uh, he has shown he can play. Austin Eckler I don't think has really proven that he can take over that uh, that role that uh, was vacated and uh i think that um jo- and joshua kelly is there but uh, i think justin jackson <clears throat> could uh be of value if uh Echler ends up getting banged up and and uh he runs hard for his size and and uh so you he could see some he could see the field and if he does i believe he'll do very well so uh you could do worse than him as a late round sleeper uh more like just someone to keep an eye on after the draft this next player, Jerry McKinnon, is a lot in the same boat as far as uh, Jackson. is. Someone you just want to keep an eye on for later in the season. They actually have uh, four running backs there already. They have uh, Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, uh, and uh, Jeff Wilson. And you know, J- Wilson was a touchdown hog. And But McKinnon has talent. If, if, he, if McKinnon can get uh, healthy, um, he could he could have some value. If someone I'd keep an eye on, I wouldn't draft him. Just someone I'd keep an eye on as a possible uh sleeper that you get later in the year. Next up we have Nikhil Harry, wide receiver New England. Kinda had a wasted rookie season, but was uh one of the most uh sought after and taunted uh wide receivers coming out of the draft last year. Uh there is room for someone to stretch the field there. They they really do need somebody. Uh they have some some safe weapons underneath, you know, we've talked about them already. Uh, Harry would be the field stretcher. He could actually end up doing very well if uh, Cam ends up being the starter there. I would like him as a sleeper to take in the draft in the last in the last few rounds. You could probably get him. Also, that same goes for Preston Williams, wide receiver, Miami. He's a guy that people are sleeping on. We talked about him already in our undervalued. Paris Campbell, wide receiver of the Indianapolis Colts. It's getting a little crowded on that team for uh pass catchers. They already have Ty <coughs> Hilton and Michael Pittman Jr. and uh Jack Doyle, but um, I don't think Phillip Rivers is going to be throwing a lot downfield and he's going to be looking underneath. Um, so I think that uh Paris Campbell was kind of suited for that, a big bodied guy, and and has proven he can do it in the past. Uh, he's someone. I have kinda of torn on him. If you take him late in the in the draft or just keep an eye on him, he might be just a guy you keep an eye on. I think a quarterback that a lot of people are sleeping on is uh Gardner Minshew, quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't have him rated real high. I only have him rated as the number nineteen quarterback in my rankings. But um I, I he could easily finish in the uh top ten. Um, you know, the guys above him, you know, it's all kind of relevant. Uh, so he would be a guy that that wouldn't be a bad guy for a second QB. I wouldn't draft him as a starter, but a second QB, uh, I think, and I think he could possibly give uh, number one QB value uh, if things go the way I think they might go there in Jacksonville for him. Uh, our last person I have on our list is Hayden Hurst, tight end, Baltimore Ravens. I think people have quickly forgotten that he was a, a number one pick in 2018. I think the 25th pick overall for the Baltimore Ravens, and uh, now he's with the tight. Now he's with the Atlanta Falcons, who most people predict, as I said earlier, will probably throw the most passes in, in the NFL this year. So I really like his value. You know, he's being taken uh, behind people like Gronkowski, Evan Ingram, Darren Waller. <clears throat> And, uh, you might not think that's a, a, you know, he's a real true breakout, but I think he has potential to be a top three, uh, uh, tight end this year could be in that tier. I have him in a tier already with, uh, Mark Andrews, Hunter Henry, Zach Ertz. So, uh, I, I think this is a guy that people are sleeping on and, um, you know, taking, like I said, people like Ingram, Higby and Gronk and Waller over him. So, uh. Yeah, I I, uh, I like I like Hayden Hurst and the value he could bring you. To close out, I'm going to do a quick short analysis of the draft. I Already t- did so. Hopefully, this will help you get kind of an idea of uh, what may be available where. If it's anything similar to this, like this was a 12 team uh, draft with uh, nine starting positions, six bench positions, two IRs later in the season. So we'll start out at running back. Uh, it started out top heavy at running back. There was, uh, in the first round, there was 10 running backs taken. In the uh, second round, there was five running backs taken. In the fourth round, there was uh, uh, there was four in the third round. Sorry about that. And seventh in the fourth round. And two in the fifth round. Three in the sixth round. Three in the seventh round. Two in the eighth round. Three in the ninth round. Sixth. In the 10th round. So in the first 24 picks. There was 15 running backs taken. And in the first 48 picks. There was 27 running backs taken. So wide receiver was more spread out. We had 2 in the 1st. 2 in the 2nd. 6 in the 3rd. 5 in the 4th. 7 in the 5th. 5 in the 6th. 5 in the 7th. 4 in the 8th. 3 in the ninth, 2 in the 10th. And uh, the rest of the rounds, they just kind of spread them out. I think it was like 4-4, 2-2, 4-4, something like that. So uh, there was wide receivers available the whole way to the end. And even the ones in the later rounds were still decent. So I would look uh, at, at wide receivers if it goes the way, falls the way this draft did. And a lot of my drafts have done that also. So I would look to go heavy at uh, running back at the top because it seems like wide receivers are more available towards the bottom of your draft and at the top, there was very few running backs available. The uh, next thing we look at would be uh, tight ends. Tight ends: two went in the second, one went in the third, one went in the fourth, one went in the fifth, one went in the sixth, three went in the seventh, two went in the eighth. And really, this year, I think there's tight ends that that uh, in the, from one to ten that are that are fairly suitable. If you're strong somewhere else, I do like getting um, one of the top two. Or uh, at least top five tight ends, if I can. But if I can't, I'd like to get a, at one of those tight ends that I think in the bottom, and from five to from six to ten ranking that that um, could be in those top three, four, and five. So um, tight ends, you know, you don't have to worry about so much. Um, so if we look at the the defenses. This was interesting. Defense first defense went in the tenth round. Then two defenses went in the 11th round, three went in the 12th round, two went in the 13th round, two went in the 14th round, one went in the 15th round. Now for kickers, we have one kicker in the 11th, three in the 13th, four in the 14th, uh, and four in the 15th. So um, that's kind of a breakdown of where things went. Just wanted to give you an idea before you draft that you may have, you know, what you might be looking at and where some availability may be. Uh, I know we had uh, talked about the Virginia method of drafting, VA, value and availability. Uh, You know, sometimes you got to go above your value for availability and and, uh, uh, kind of you got to kind of play that the way the draft falls. So uh, hopefully this gives you some good content. For your drafts coming up this week and next week, enjoy yourselves because this is the most fun week uh, in fantasy football leagues, in my opinion, is is uh, the drafts that you do. So enjoy yourselves and be ready for uh, an interesting NFL COVID season. In the next several weeks, I will continue sharing a verse a week about God's plan for us to know him and how you can know if you're going to heaven. Our next podcast will prayerfully be next Thursday and one the following Wednesday, the day before the NFL season starts. Moving forward, after the draft season ends and the actual NFL season starts, you can expect a podcast posted every Monday evening, Tuesday at the latest, of injuries, waivers, free agents, ways to help you maintain, correct, or rebuild your team possibilities, and possible breaking news or updates as a bonus. Visit our website for current information. Our latest uh, and updated Holy Handicap rankings can be found on the site in the blog tab. So uh, that the site is www.faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com. Again, under the blog tab, you'll find our Holy Handicap rankings, which I updated uh, actually last night, but did some more updating as I was doing the podcast today. Uh, Please... Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat at Holy Handicapper, H-O-L-I-H-A-N-D-I-C-A-P-P-E-R. Send us your questions and comments. For those not involved in social media, you can leave a message at 770-744-4075 or text me at that same number. Again, my email address is Handicapper at com. Well, that's a wrap for this long edition of of a pre-draft podcast. Sorry about that. This was actually two podcasts kind of jammed into one uh, because the Republican convention was on and I didn't want to miss it. I always watch the Republican convention and the Democratic convention. I don't want people interpreting for me what people say and what they think I should feel about uh, who I'm, I'll be voting for. So I like to do it to myself firsthand so I didn't want to miss a day. So, it's been a blessing and a privilege to spend this time with you. Keep loving our Lord Jesus Christ. Keep loving your family and keep playing fantasy football. God bless you. And remember one cross plus three nails equals forgiven.